Welcome to The Real Housewives of Riverdale, the podcast where grown-ass adults take sexy teen murder mysteries just as seriously as you do. I'm your host, Cherie, and today we are discussing Season 2, Episode 8 of Riverdale, Chapter 21, House of the Devil. This week's episode title is in reference to a 2009 horror film starring a bunch of people I don't know and Greta Gerwig, so that's cool. Um, She's super big right now. The IMDb description is, in 1983, financially struggling college student Samantha Hughes takes a strange babysitting job that coincides with a full lunar eclipse. Dun, dun, dun. She slowly realizes her clients harbor a terrifying secret putting her life in mortal danger. Any hoodle, there does not seem to be a parallel anywhere this week between plots, but... We know that what Roberto's talking about is, um, he's pulling that name to describe that house that, uh, old, the old sheriff called the Conway house that Archie and Veronica investigate in between bang and like teenagers, you know? So speaking of, let's just jump to the beginning of this episode. Apparently Archie and Veronica are coping with their terror by having a ton of sex all over the place, including school and Fred's house and I'm just so sure he's super cool with his whole house smelling like spunk including the garage I mean are you kidding me the last stop in their fuck montage which was admittedly beautifully choreographed to Portugal the man's feel it still like I actually really like the scene but it (laughs) it is kind of funny when you think about like guys everybody knows what you're doing So Archie and Veronica um, are at the Pembroke and they're post-coital on a bare skin rug in front of a roaring fire. And thankfully they answer our question of where the fuck are her parents and why are they, why are these kids not concerned that they could walk in at any moment? Veronica says her parents are at Pourquoi, a restaurant that has a 13 course tasting menu. And honestly, therefore, must be in another town. So, like, there's no way Riverdale has a restaurant called Pourquoi that has a 13-course tasting menu. They must be in New York. Further emphasizing my belief that Riverdale is, in fact, just in upstate New York. So, let's just keep canoodling on this jizz-soaked bearskin rug, hun. I mean, right? And then Archie meekly says, Ronnie... I love you. And it's so sweet. And I'd actually believe it if they had more on-screen chemistry, but whatever. (laughs) And look, Camila Mendez could have chemistry with a brick wall, but like, I just don't get that, you know, they actually like each other. It's kind of weird. But when she doesn't say I love you back, he freaks out, at which point she freaks out and then he leaves and it's awkward. So, meanwhile, after digging through, quote, the bowels of City Hall, gross, Jughead meets Betty at Pops and verifies Farmer McGinty's story in newspaper records. A family of four, the Conways, were indeed murdered by the so-called Riverdale Reaper. He was never caught, of course, but he'd be in his 60s by now, and Betty and Jughead act like this means he would be extremely elderly. Guys, 60 is not that old. 
definitely not too old to shoot Fred and a couple of teenagers point blank. Come on. Betty recognizes the Conway house from the news photo as the one that the Black Hood made, made her go to in the, um, the last, you know, super breakup episode before this one. But before they can dive into the case, Jughead learns that his dad is getting out of jail. I guess Penny Peabody kept at least part of her promise. Um, but now she's obviously just going to use this to hang over his head. So I don't know. Betty dutifully convinces Alice to let her and Jughead borrow the station wagon to pick up FP from Shankshaw. LOL. Oh man. You know, I love Vanity Flare and American Excess and all that. Glamazon.com. But Shankshaw, guys, that is a bridge too far. Um, <laughs> Betty's excuse for, for picking up FP with their station wagon is because he means a lot to Jughead and Jughead means a lot to me because he's my boyfriend and I love him, mom. <laughs> I was just like, fine, fuck. <laughs> and we're just going to cut right to it because I can't not talk about this. So when... But Alice tags along, too, to pick up FP. And hell yeah, this is about to happen. As FP is walking out of the prison walls, these words come out of Alice's mouth. Is it true what they say about men who have just been released from prison, FP? What's that, Alice? That they're incredibly sexually frustrated. Oh my god. (laughs) Betty and Jughead and all of us are completely taken aback and, like, equally scandalized and impressed. Hell yes. Oh my gosh. Alice. Oh, Alice. Let's take a blossom break, shall we? Because we kind of hopped around to get through all of that Betty Jughead FP stuff. And some, some weird stuff happened with Cheryl and Josie. So at school, Cheryl and Josie are in the locker room and Cheryl just like super predators her way into rubbing essential oils on Josie's back like a fucking creep. Cheryl, what the fuck? And just as Cheryl is, like, obviously being too rough and might be, like, assaulting Josie, Mr. Spenson walks in, making the girls gasp. And Josie just, like, tries to play it off. But when he doesn't leave, because I think there might be, like, a little something wrong with him. Um, Cheryl tells him, she just like tells him off and it's kind of great, but it's kind of dumb because hello, Cheryl, you were just being a fucking creep yourself, but whatever. Uh, Veronica's parents have just, have hired a new hottie security guard slash driver named Andre and man, he's handsome. Aw, poor Smithers though. He, he got fired or sent back to take care of his mother. And okay, look, Smithers is way older than, than 60, like the, uh, the Riverdale Reaper. But I mean, his mama ain't around, you guys. There's no way. Oh, and Hermione wants Archie around more because he's like brawny or some shit. So he might be able to, pr- to protect Veronica. I mean, we really want Archie to be around more. Foreshadowing much? Are you kidding me? So after all Jughead did to join the serpents and keep the peace until his dad could get out of the pokey, FP has decided that he isn't going back to the serpents. Instead, he'll work at Pops. And really, where is like the income in being a serpent? I, I never understood that. But anyway. Oh, and he's in AA now. Isn't that wonderful? So basically, he shoots down on all of Alice's like... I'm not a fucking bad guy anymore. Leave me alone. Um, And then later, 
While they're like on a very bizarre but scenic motorcycle tour of Riverdale, Jughead just straight up lies to his dad and he tells him that he and Penny are square. And even though they're very much not, as she's recently expanded her threats to include Betty, FP just reluctantly accepts his son has chosen a life in the gang. So as long as Jughead promises that he'll keep writing, because God knows he needs the practice, and maybe goes to college and gets out of Riverdale, FP's fine. Also, FP was apparently in the army, and Mama's gonna need a picture of that. That's all I'm saying. So, in the White Worm, while well, presumably 16 or 17-year-old Tony is bartending, Betty tells her that she wants to be, mm, serpent-adjacent to stay close to Jughead and keep an eye on him. And some lady named Birdie is watching this this girl like do a lazy strip tease pole dance not strip tease betty does a lazy strip tease later this girl's doing a pole dance and i mean she's working it but it is god this is so weird so so very twin peaks to be quite honest um so this crusty old serpent lady laughs at betty and says if you want to join the club you gotta do the dance the serpent dance she also calls her Sweet Valley High, and that is, like, my favorite thing in the world. Did we know that the White Worm was a strip club? I feel like, I mean, we've been here a thousand times. We've seen the rattlesnake in the tank. We've seen the pool tables. We've seen bikers getting fights. But have we ever seen strippers? I, I don't think so. So given that Jughead is busy welcoming his father home and Betty isn't on the best of terms with Sheriff Keller because she accused him of being a serial killer like yesterday, she and Jughead looking way too coupley and honestly that should have been our first tip off. They ask Archie and Veronica to investigate their new Black Hood lead and Veronica in particular is relieved to have an excuse to put off the much needed super serious talk with Archie. When the Riverdale Reaper files prove to be missing from the station, Keller suggests that the late former sheriff uh, from 20 years ago or whatever, he could have taken them home. Yeah, real top-notch secure system you got there working for you, Keller. Good grief. Ver- Ver- I almost said Varchi. Veronica and Archie managed to track down the man's daughter, who reports that her dad was obsessed with the devil's house. He called it the house of the devil and he spent countless hours there trying to crack the case and it drove him crazy and I hate you and never call me again you meddling kids. That lady was like so not cool with these teenagers bugging her and you know what? Please don't ever call me especially if like my dad goes crazy because I can guarantee you I don't know what the fuck happened there. I don't talk to him enough. So Archie and Veronica poke around the abandoned murder house where they stumble upon a lockbox containing the sheriff's long lost files. That's convenient. A family photo reveals an unaccounted for third Conway child, Joseph, who changed his name and was adopted by a local family after spending time at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. They find the missing boy in an old Riverdale yearbook and he is known to them as Joseph Svensson, the school's creepy janitor that we just met last week. They confront him at school. Specifically, Archie slams him into a locker, which seems like a little much. So Mr. Svensson shares his gruesome story. He says that he escaped through his bedroom window that night when he heard shots, 
but recognized the killer as a con man slash preacher passing through town. And then he identified the murderer to a group of townspeople the next day, and he believes that they killed him as a, like a lynch mob. Could Svensson himself be terrorizing present-day Riverdale? No, no. Archie looked into the neon green eyes of the Black Hood and doesn't believe Svensson's their guy, because he has normal eyes, and he's not a mutant. Nobody has eyes that green. <laughs> so before they head to the White Worm, um, Betty is like, in her bedroom, oddly rubbing her hands on herself in front of the mirror, and it's just so weird. Like, is this what she thinks masturbation is? Polly, come home and teach your sister some shit about becoming a woman because she's not doing it right. Betty looks like the most prim girl next door with her, like, cute little sleeveless button-up shirt with jewels on the collar and a pink skirt and... I mean, it's, it's pretty short, so it's, like, very sweet girl next door, just a soupçon of sexy. That's all. And Alice is in, like, full sex pot mode, making another glorious return to her serpent roots in leather and dark lipstick, and oh my god, I think she might have made me buy in this scene with that, like, mesh shirt over her, her black bra. It is so hot. Betty chooses to not go full dark Betty just yet, though, and she just wears her super square outfit to the bar, much to Alice's embarrassment. And I just have one negative thing to say about Alice in her outfit, her awesome outfit that um, made me have some feelings. <laughs> not 10 minutes earlier in this episode did she bust into Pops screaming to FP that she will kill him if Betty so much as thinks about putting on a serpent jacket because she will not have their kids make the same mistakes they made. They made. And then FP was like, well, come and chaperone. Maybe you should come. And she's like, well, Hal would never come. My husband would never come. And he's like, so leave him. Long pause. At home. <gasps> Scandalous. Oh, it was awesome. Anyway, all I'm saying is Alice should fucking lay off Betty's clothes if she doesn't want her to dress like a serpent. She shouldn't make fun of her for not dressing like a serpent, right? So let's move on to fucking Archie. <sighs> so we're, we're at the worm now. Archie tells Jughead that it's going to be a great night. So we all know it's going to be a fucking terrible night. Um, he's just whistling past a graveyard there. He and Veronica are standing by the stage waiting for their turn to do karaoke. And he tells Veronica she should feel no pressure to say the L word back to him. But immediately acts like a dick when the song he poorly chose for them to sing karaoke is one that she loves. So why don't you just marry it, Veronica? God, Archie! Way to be a real fucking dick. Like, he started to take Fred's advice, and thank you, yes, Fred was in this episode for about five minutes, and do the right thing and give her space and give her time until she says that she loves that song, or maybe he even says that she loves the song, and then treats her like shit because of it. <sighs> I don't know. They're summoned to the stage for their turn, and oh no. The song she loves so much is a moody karaoke duet of Mad World from Donnie Darko. A real party tune! Guys, it is a great song. I love that song when I'm sad. <laughs> when I'm celebrating. Anyway, they're singing it and then Veronica flees mid-song. So, her vocals stop. 
right when she stops singing makes sense. Betty takes their place. Oh, because Archie chases after. So Betty gets there, takes their place, and then, oh my fucking God, she starts undressing to reveal this, like, Fredericks of Hollywood lacy black lingerie beneath her clothes. Betty, this is your boyfriend's dad retirement party, which her mother is also in attendance. I mean, it's like your body and your agency and you should do it, but you're also like 15 and not to mention like there are 40 middle-aged dudes there and I just can't with this scene. I just can't, I can't, I can't have to fast forward because my skin crawls. Um, I'm not sure if I'd rather see her get the shit beat out of her like Jughead's initiation, but either way, this is some patriarchal bullshit and not something my eyes ever need to witness again. And even Jughead is like, uh, no. And I just want to mention that when Betty stops singing, her voice carries on. Like, she stops singing to do this, like, lazy pole dance, which is really just her walking in circles, holding on to this pole. But the music stops, or the music keeps going. Like, her voice carries on, even though her lips are not moving. They do this a lot on this show, and it drives me bananas. So, Jughead is not delighted to witness Betty Serpent adjacent transformation, but he hardly has time to process this before something even worse happens. FP gets on the stage, taking his serpent jacket, covering half-naked Betty, shoes her off the stage, and then proceeds to announce to the crowd that this is a retirement party no longer. It'll be a cold day in hell before a snake lets a pig tell him what to do. I will not go gently into the night because Independence Day is my favorite movie. <laughs> and after he gets off the stage, Jug asks his dad, like, what the fuck? Oh, shit. FP found out about the snake charmer. So he gives Jughead this great big hug and then whispers in his ear, I'm in, you're out, Penny's my problem now. You broke my heart, Jughead. And then he kisses Jughead's forehead in like a half-ass homage to Godfather 2. But really, what broke the collective hearts of everyone in the audience is the motherfucking beer that FP picks up immediately after. No! You're in AA now! Not bad dad again. We want good dad FP. Fuck. So outside the party in the first installment of, in the first installment of parking lot breakup night, Veronica apologizes to Archie. She's realized that she's got some deep seated issues around love. It's a word that she's never heard her parents say to one another and that she can't give him what he needs. So she effectively breaks up with Archie, and then she climbs into the back of her town car and weeps while Andre drives her home. That's so sad. And then, meanwhile, on the other side of the parking lot, this uh, breakup parking lot, distraught over his dad, Jughead tells Betty he can no longer protect her and that she should go home. And she tries to say, no, I'm going to support you no, no matter what. We'll tackle this together. And then, oh my God, grab your tissues. He shakes her shoulders while tears just rest on her like bottom eyelid. And it is so heartbreaking. He says, go home, Betty. And she's like, well, it's not your choice for us to break up. And I kind of hate that argument because like, dude, it really is. And he's like, yes, it is. This is my choice. And he turns around and he walks into the bar and he leaves her there. Definitely not protecting her. She is a girl who just like took her clothes off in front of all these biker dudes and 
he just leaves her in the parking lot at night while there's a serial killer on the loose. Like, maybe make sure she gets home safe first, dick. <sighs> just, what just happened? All my babies are broken up. It's so sad. And then back home. This might be even sadder. I'm not sure. Back home, newly single Archie stares at Betty through his bedroom window. And newly single Betty walks away and then comes back and stares back at him. I just, I mean, no. Like, real talk, if Betty wants to be with Archie, I'll support her because I'm down with Betty. Like, whatever she wants, I'm there for it because she's, she's a fucking relentless woman and, like, I am really proud of how she has learned to stand up for herself and she, you know, takes what she wants and she, she really is, like, this, this awesome role model for girls and to that, I'm like, hey whoever you want to be with, as long as it's consensual, I'm on your side. I'm there. Fuck, if she wanted to be with Vegas the dog, I'd be like, dude, that's creepy and illegal, but man, I got your back. <laughs> but Archie, at this point, almost seems brotherly. Like, I know the whole series started out with her pining for him, but we've come such a long way from that. And they've both been broken up from Veronica and Jughead for literally five minutes. Fucking high school kids. Get zzz, Riverdale. Zzz. I don't remember where it happened earlier in the episode. The title card, it was in a strange place. Like the cold open, if you will, took like years. So let's move on to most, um, most Archie comics moment. I mean, it's Betty strip striptease, right? <laughs> LOL. I kid, I kid, I I don't know. I guess the FP is going to work at Pops because honestly, where the hell else would he work in this town? I, I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot. And maybe Fred's like good dad speech. I really don't know. Not a lot of Archie Comics moments going on in this, this ep. Uh, best Blossom Burn. It, it kind of bothered me, but when, uh, when Cheryl tells Mr. Spenson, take your male gaze and male privilege and get out of the women's locker room. It's for sure not the best Blossom Burn when she knocks her milkshake off the table, making it crash into a bunch of pieces at Pops and makes FP clean it up like he did her brother's blood. And I mean, you're not wrong, Cheryl, but that's fucked up to outright fuck over someone in the service industry. Just, I mean, I know he did a bad thing. He did a bad thing for her family and he he was not in a good place and he was trying to protect his own son and I don't know but he's made a lot of changes for the better and I just feel like that was really shitty of you Cheryl oh uh runner up goes to Birdie the mean lady at the white worm for when she calls Betty Sweet Valley High <laughs> solid reference and great joke and some super cute books if you're a child in the 90s <laughs> They were so fun. We'll move on to good, bad, funnies. My good this week? Um, gee, in the sea of trauma that is this episode, I do really enjoy Archie and Veronica's fuck montage at the beginning. That's about it. Bad? Jesus Christ, where do we start? 
Archie being a douche to Svensson. Archie being a douche to Veronica. Veronica being a douche to Svensson. Archie's choice in karaoke music. FP traumatizing his kid. Jughead processing that trauma by way of rejecting and stripping the agency of the one person who just put her whole self out there, literally, to be by his side. The striptease itself? Sheriff Keller's record-keeping skills? Jughead's helmet hair? That creepy-ass stare between Archie and Betty? It's all just so, so bad. I can't pick one. Funny? Alice is really the only glimmer of levity in this episode, and I'm so thankful for her outburst of hilarity. She's so great. <laughs> Are you sexually frustrated, FP? Mm. Wonderful. So, for changes, I don't know, um, all of it? If I had to change one thing, I think it would make Betty have to take care of Hot Dog and, like, scream in Tallboy's face for her initiation instead of that underage predator bait bullshit. Oh, remember when Jughead called Tallboy a little bitch? I forgot to put that in my notes, but yeah, that was fun. I mean, I normally don't like when bitch is referred to as, like, an insult just because it's feminine and not, like, you know, because you're being mean, but that was... That was an unexpected fun moment. <laughs> and then Jughead calls Tallboy a little bitch. I enjoyed that. So for theories, so what's the deal with this Fenson character? Do we believe him? Do we believe Archie's ocular expertise? Do we care anymore? Of course we care. Chill haters. I'm not hating on our show. You know I love it. And you know I'm desperate to find out who the Black Hood is at this point in the series. Calm down. In Sabrina news teaser trailer is out it is awesome watch it love it revel in it over and over and over it is so great and i am so excited for this show god it looks so dark so creepy just amazing just like american horror story plus buffy plus riverdale i mean yes <laughs> yes in for our skeet dadgram corner uh lily reinhardt posted this adorable gem on her instagram story a few days ago i don't remember which day but this was awesome it's a picture of skeet in like full fp costume looking at his phone and on the phone screen we can see that he's looking at a table because he's like this amazing woodworker and carpenter and she said he actually said out loud look at the legs on this one Oh my god, is there anything sweeter? I just really don't think so. And with that moment in skeet, social media history, I believe that is it for this week, folks. And you know what? That is it for recaps for season one and two. I started this podcast at season two, episode nine, and have been trying to go back regularly, sometimes more regularly than other weeks, but recapping the old episodes so we'd have recaps for all of them. And we are now caught up and it is awesome. Um, we're not gone for until the show will be back though. We, I do plan on having at least one special episode with Miss Ashley Johnson, um, where we're going to kind of discuss the season three trailer, um, maybe some like small recaps of season one and two. And then I want to discuss like teen shows, especially teen mystery shows as a genre and so we should be back at least in the next few weeks with that definitely before october 10th rolls around but until then don't forget to subscribe rate and review 
Um, reviews certainly help keep us up to where people can find us in iTunes. If you um, have great things to say, please put them there. If you have less than great things to say, that's fine. You can still tell me. You can tweet me at Sharibi. You can tell me on Instagram. It's the same handle. Or you can email me. That's cool. That's fine. Just please don't put it on iTunes reviews because that really hurts us. And this is a very small show and we don't have a lot of listeners. So any sort of negativity is going to make it plunge and we don't want that. I mean, it would, it would really bum me out. So please don't do that. Um, until the next time, hang in there and, uh, you know, do what you want with your body, but maybe don't strip tease in front of a bunch of old middle-aged dudes. Bye gang. See you in season three. Uh-huh.